totally unforeseeable. I sweep my cosmetics into my bag, not bothering to check that the caps on the various tubes and pots are properly tightened. Nor do I bother putting my makeup brushes into the funky leopard skin pouch that my goddaughter, Natasha, bought me last Christmas. I can sort all this out afterwards. Right now, getting out of the hotel is my main priority. I pick up my hairbrush and run it through my hair, which is short, dark and sticking up in spikes on one side of my head, while stuck flat to the other, as though I'd been hit by a brick or something equally solid. Spiky is how I usually wear it, but in a slightly less frantic style. I take my sparkly clip from the bedside locker and shove it into the centre of the spikes, where it glitters beneath the single halogen light over the mirror. My green eyes, surrounded by sleep-smudged mascara, glitter too. I think it's with stunned disbelief that I overslept. I feel my chest tighten with stress and I think that at least a heart attack would be a reasonable excuse for missing the party. I take some deep, calming breaths. A heart attack isn't the solution. Really it isn't. I turn away from the dresser and stuff the balled up tights on the floor beside my bed into my case before slipping into my high-heeled shoes. Putting on the tights will slow me down and I don't need them. I only wore them for the breakfast meeting earlier because I always wear tights in a business environment. It feels more professional than going bare-legged. Besides, when I can afford the luxury of putting tights on at my leisure, these are a particularly nice pair which do good things to my slightly too thin pins. They're black, with a crisscross pattern running up the side and a tiny diamante star at each ankle. Not that it's important what they look like. Not that anything is important right now other than getting to the station in the next half hour. I leave the room, throwing one last hurried glance behind me to make sure I haven't left anything behind. But given that I didn't unpack when I arrived yesterday evening, there's nothing for me to leave. I stand in the corridor at the lifts and jab the call button about half a dozen times. I know it doesn't make the lift come any faster, but it helps me to rid myself of some of the pent-up anxiety I'm feeling. And some of the anger too. I'm so angry at myself, I can feel my teeth grind as I debate whether it might be quicker to lug my case down ten flights of stairs or exercise a little patience and wait for the lift. I stifle a sudden yawn. I can't be tired now, I simply can't. I don't remember the last time I slept for four hours on the trot. I know that today is a bit of an exception, what with the jet lag from yesterday plus this morning's early meeting, but all the same. I wonder if I'm suddenly turning into someone who needs her full eight hours. The thought horrifies me. What about future breakfast meetings? Will I be the one to arrive at the last minute looking puffy-eyed and bedraggled because I can't haul my ass out of bed? Will I be the one to nod off at an important point in the presentation? I shudder. Usually, when I have a breakfast meeting, I'm one of the first to arrive and I ensure I look smart and groomed and totally in control. It doesn't matter that I don't like meeting clients before dawn or that I'd much prefer to have had my fruit and full-fat yoghurt, possibly followed by a Danish before dealing with spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations. I don't eat at business breakfasts because it's impossible to look efficient and impressive when you've got puff pastry flaking down your jacket or a smear of bitter orange marmalade on your cheek. That's why I passed on the food that was provided by Ecologistics this morning, even though I was ravenously hungry. 
but I drank a gallon of coffee to make up for it, which is why it's bizarre that I fell asleep at all. Usually, after more than one cup, I have to clamp down on a caffeine rush and its associated jitters. But I guess jet lag trumps caffeine as far as I'm concerned, even though it's never bothered me before. Finally, the lift arrives. The doors slide open and a sextet of fit, healthy-looking young people dressed in blue tracksuits and with name tags hanging round their necks move to one side to make room for me. There is a sports conference being held at the hotel today and tomorrow. Clearly, athletes schedule meetings at far more reasonable hours. I'm thinking that if I hadn't asked for a late checkout this morning, I probably would have been woken by a chambermaid wanting to make up the room. I hadn't been going to bother keeping it at all, but then decided it might be a good idea in case I felt like relaxing for a while after the meeting. My habit of micro-planning...